Hi everyone, this is Jonathan Reed with a special new podcast for you. We have a special message from Dr. Jerry Sabog about updates to the VDM project and new fundraising efforts as well. In this podcast, he will answer many of your questions. And of course, for more information, you can visit vdmresearch.org. There is a lot of reasons for hope. There is a lot of movement and momentum we haven't seen in a very long time. And I am excited to share with you the message he has prepared for you now. Hello, I'm Dr. Sabad here to speak to you today about the VDM project. This project is a new movement organized about a disease called vision-degrading myodysopsia, or VDM. This is a term that was coined to refer to clinically significant cases of vitreous floaters, those that impact the quality of life by interfering with vision and merit our consideration as a disease as well as the pursuit of various therapeutic options. The VDM project is affiliated with the VMR Research Foundation which I founded in order to promote research and development in improving our understanding of vitreous floaters and how they can sometimes cause vision-degrading myodysopsia and what the best ways are to make the diagnosis and what the best treatments are for curing this condition. There are a series of questions that were submitted for this podcast and I'll be happy to go through them for you now. The first is, how was this new project created? The VDM project was the brainchild of Fabio Gallerani, who has organized several other leaders like Daimok Brett of One Clear Vision, Jonathan Reed and Corinne Luisel, co-founders of the Eye Floaters Action Movement, and Lixin Yu of Eye Floaters Cure. Why do you feel it is important to be involved? I think that it's important to be involved in the VDM project so as to provide accurate information based on scientific evidence that will enable us to educate people about vitreous floaters and vision-degrading myodysopsia. You see, I realized a long time ago that the role of a doctor is not just a healer, but it's actually that of a teacher. One of our goals is to teach people about their health and diseases and explore with them the various options that are available to improve their health. The other reason that I think it's important to be involved in this project is that there's a lot of misinformation out there. And uh, I have tried to educate via vdmresearch.org as well as the vmrinstitute.com websites, where information is available in the form of publications, lectures, and interviews that describe the causes, diagnosis, and management of the visual phenomenon of vitreous floaters and the disease of vision-degrading myodysopsia. I feel that with all the misconceptions that prevail, <clears throat> it is my obligation to provide scientific information and evidence-based clinical guidance so people can make decisions and choices based upon fact and not hearsay. The next question is, 
please describe VMR Research Foundation and how it is linked to the VDM project. As I previously mentioned, I founded the VMR Research Foundation to support research and development in improving our understanding of a variety of vitreoretinal disorders. But of late, my interests have been in the area of uh, vitreous floaters and vision-degrading myodysopsia. VDMresearch.org is an internet platform for the dissemination of information that is developed and provided by the VMR Research Foundation. The VDMresearch.org is a resource for accurate information and support for patients who are complaining of the visual phenomenon of vitreous floaters and who may have vision-degrading myodysopsia. Next, I'm asked, what are the goals of the VDM project, both short-term and long-term? The short-term goals are to express compassion for patients suffering from VDM. I think this has been a lack of the medical profession in many recent decades to have a better understanding and more compassion for people who are afflicted with vitreous floaters and vision-degrading myodysopsia. All too often, once no retinal disease is identified, such patients are dismissed and told to try to cope. And in some cases they can, but in many cases they can't. And so the dissemination of accurate scientific information and sharing evidence-based clinical experience should be helpful to many patients who suffer from vitreous floaters and to better understand their condition as well as what options there are to help. The long-term goal of the, VDM, of the VDM project is to promote research and development for a better tomorrow. And this is done by organizing people who experience vitreous floaters and those who suffer from vision-degrading myodysopsia. It's also important to raise funds from foundations, research organizations, governments, but mostly from people throughout the world at the grassroots level who wish to support increased compassion for those with these conditions and improved understanding of the causes of vitreous floaters and vision-degrading myodysopsia and in the clinical realm to improve the diagnostics as well as the therapeutic options that are available to cure vision-degrading myodysopsia. The next question is, what are the values that will guide and how will this project be run? Again, I emphasize the importance of education and information, and that's going to be a guiding principle for the development of the VDM project and the website vdmresearch.org. We intend to support research and development for a better tomorrow, but we need to begin today. Our ethics will be of the top level, and this is not a commercial venture. It's purely intended to provide education and information today and support research and development for a better tomorrow. The next question is, why can people trust the VDM project? 
I believe that first and foremost is because it's a grassroots organization that's built by the people to represent the people. There's a great degree of compassion for those who suffer from vitreous floaters from others who similarly share that experience. And that is the core of this organization. And as I mentioned earlier, this is not motivated by profit in any manner, shape or form, simply providing education and information today and uh, supporting research and development for a better tomorrow. Why do you feel it's different from other attempts made for iFloaters research? Well, one difference is that the VMR Research Foundation is an independent research organization that is unhindered by government, corporate, or institutional preconceptions or bias. With the freedom of independence comes the ability to form strategic alliances and a collaborative positioning with various laboratories and institutes throughout the world. And in that way, we can harness resources that are well beyond the capabilities of any single entity, something that's often imposed by institutions such as universities or governments. So I think that we have a unique opportunity to cross boundaries and leap hurdles that have interfered with advances to this point in time. <clears throat> Why do you think VDM Project has struggled to gain trust online? Well, I think that past experience have disappointed uh, many patients. They have encountered insensitive and poorly informed doctors. And this has made people leery about any new ventures such as this one. But I hasten to emphasize that there's a great degree of sensitivity within this organization because it's founded by people who suffer from vision-degrading myodysopsia, or at the very least, the phenomenon, the visual phenomenon of vitreous floaters. And so that sensitivity and open-mindedness will prevail uh, throughout the experience that people will have in their encounters with the VDM project. There's also been disappointment by people at large with outreach that has been less scrupulous and not scientifically exacting. Uh, the motives of those entities has been more selfish and not noble. Uh, and doctors, uh, especially um, in this domain, need to be more sensitive to the plight of patients. It's true of all of medicine, but especially this particular aspect, because it's been so ignored for so long. And I assure you that the uh, guiding principles are noble and benevolent to improve the welfare of those who suffer from these conditions. How have these concerns been addressed is the next question. Well, as I've already mentioned, our approach is based on scientific proof of the sensitivity and accuracy of our diagnostic approach as well as the scientific validity of our therapeutic approach, which has been shown to be safe and effective. There are many publications in the peer review literature that support the validity of the statements that I've just made, and we'll be happy to share those with you um, 
individually, but there are many available resources at vdmresearch.org as well as the vmrinstitute.com websites. Is there a specific method or treatment that is being focused on or is the current research more general? There are at present eight research goals that are outlined in the prospectus of the VMR Research Foundation, which apply directly to the visual phenomenon of vitreous floaters and the disease of vision-degrading myodysopsia. This prospectus is available on vdmresearch.org's website. And I would like to point out that three of these eight have a higher priority or at least are uh, more attainable in the near future than some of the others. The first goal is to improve vitreous imaging. This is an important first step because it's an enabling technology, meaning that our current methods for visualizing vitreous structure in all patients, but particularly in patients who suffer from the visual phenomenon of vitreous floaters, is quite lacking. The best available imaging technology is ultrasonography, but light-based systems which ha will, would have a much higher sensitivity and be able to detect changes that uh, ultrasound cannot. Furthermore, the use of imaging technologies that are light-based will more closely replicate the phenomenon of the visual phenomenon of vitreous floaters because it's the interaction of light that is passing through the center of the eye on its way to the retina, which lines the inside of the back of the eye and acts like a film in a camera. So the use of light to image vitreous structure more closely replicates the visual phenomenon that underlies the uh, vision-degrading myodysopsia. Furthermore, the use of advanced imaging technology is being developed in order to quantify the structural changes that we find within the vitreous body of individuals who experience the visual phenomenon of vitreous floaters, as well as vision-degrading myodysopsia. So I see the imaging technology as a very important enabling technology that will facilitate further advances in diagnostics, but usher in a new era of therapeutics. The next goal that I think has a higher priority than others is to develop effective methods to detect vision-degrading myodysopsia in a non-clinical setting. It would not be possible for the healthcare systems of all the countries in the world to effectively evaluate patients complaining of vitreous floaters. It is a very common phenomenon, but not all cases are vision-degrading myodysopsia. So short of seeing all of these patients in clinics throughout the world, what can be done? Well, I think one of the guiding principles of medicine in the future is the extension of healthcare from the clinics and hospitals and doctor's offices into the home and workplace. I think you'll see that in the future, there'll be an increase in the emphasis of self-assessment at home or in the workplace for a variety of conditions. And vision-degrading myodysopsia is such a condition that could at the very least be uh, 
subject to self-assessment with properly designed and validated self-administered questionnaires, but there could well be optically-based systems that could be used to evaluate the inside of the eye and uh, to determine the likelihood that an individual will benefit from an evaluation in a doctor's office or a clinic uh, for the condition of vision-degrading myodysopsia. The third research goal of the VMR Research Foundation that has immediate relevance to the issue of vision-degrading myodysopsia is the need to educate and raise public awareness. Although this is a phenomenon that is quite universal throughout the world and throughout human experience, there doesn't seem to be a high degree of understanding or appreciation for this phenomenon um, in the general public. And I think that it would be important to educate the general public and to raise public awareness about vision-degrading myodysopsia, not just to improve sensitivity to the plight of people who are suffering from this condition, but also to make it a higher priority for government funding and research and development to better understand the condition and treat it more effectively. The next question is whether pharmacologic treatment is technically possible in the future. I have been a strong proponent of pharmacologic vitriolysis to treat a variety of vitreoretinal disorders, and I've published extensively on this topic. The reason is that I've gained an appreciation for the history of evolution of therapeutics in medicine. When we don't know much about a disease, little or nothing is done. It seems that as we start to understand a disease a little bit better, surgical interventions are among the very first things that are tried. As we understand a disease more, surgery is replaced by pharmacotherapies. And when we truly understand a disease, we can prevent it from ever happening. Pharmacologic vitreolysis represents a transition from surgical therapeutics for vitreoretinal diseases to pharmacotherapeutics. And consistent with this principle would be the development of drugs that could be injected into the eye specifically designed to dissolve the opacities within the vitreous body that are causing the visual phenomenon of vitreous floaters and in many cases, vision degrading myodysopsia. The next question is, what are your thoughts on the news of the gold nanoparticle treatment? I was actually one of the investigators as well as one of the co-authors on the first publication on the use of nanoparticles for the treatment of opacities within the vitreous body, uh, pioneered by Félix Sauvage and <clears throat> Stéphane de Smet at the University of Ghent in uh, Belgium. So I'm very familiar with this approach and as exciting as it is to me and may seem to you, it's important that I caution you uh, concerning the timeline. To date, the only things that have been done are proof of principle experiments in vitro. The next phase has to involve testing this approach in animals, 
and if safe and effective, that will be followed by human testing. This is a process that's going to take several years, if not a decade, before anything can be used in patient care. Next question is, what can be done to improve the rate of innovation in this field? As I've mentioned earlier, political pressure through education and raising public awareness would be very helpful. Also, donating money to support research ventures, such as those that I've described earlier, would be very useful in providing seed money to develop proof-of-principle experiments that could then be taken up by large pharmaceutical companies or technology companies who have the resources to develop this further. The question of how we can find a cure faster is really answered by what I just said. Raising public awareness, harnessing the resources of governments, providing proof-of-principle experiments such as I've outlined before, that we can use to then go to uh, uh, pharmaceutical and technology companies who will fund at a higher level and speed the rate of uh, research and development to uh, improve our understanding of this condition and our ability to treat it. Are any other ophthalmologists expected to join the VDM project in the future? We welcome the participation of any and all eye care specialists who are interested in vitreous and the visual phenomenon of vitreous floaters and enhanced diagnosis and treatment of vision degrading myodysopsia. So we remain ready, willing, and able to collaborate with scientists and clinicians throughout the world. The last question is, how can our listeners help the VDM project to expand? Simply put, I recommend that the listeners join the fight by uniting for clear vision. This means becoming a member of the VDM Research Project, and you can do that on the website vdmresearch.org by contributing ideas as well as emotional support and financial support to donate money and promote research and development in this condition and so that we can all live a brighter tomorrow. Thank you very much for your attention.